Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we are live. Welcome to the NBA Strategy Show Friday, September 25th. I have no idea what the day is anymore. I barely know the month. I can't believe September is almost over, but nobody cares about my thoughts on what month it is. Only thing we need to talk about is Celtics Heat Game 5. Yeah, 3-1. Oh my God, the Heat are going to be in the NBA Finals. So crazy. I'm Josh Engelman. I'm joined by Adam Scher. We're going to break down this game and then break down again 12 hours from now on Live Before Lock. Adam, what's going on, man? Excited for this game, I guess. I mean, it's I, I, I'm still like waiting for the other shoe to drop on this series because I, I feel like it should go, you know, further. But now it's an elimination game for Boston, only in game, game five. Who wins today? Boston. I hope so. But right? that's that's been my answer for most of the series. Yeah. Um, I asked that question to everybody for every one of these shows that I do, knowing full well that, like. My answer is pretty much always just whoever's favored. <laughs> right. Um, like, like there's, there was no scenario where I would ever be like, I think the Nuggets win tonight as seven-point underdogs. Like, I might as well just put my money where my mouth is at that point and get right, a really exactly. nice money line bet. It's just silly. Um, I hope Boston wins. I just want the, like I want this series to go seven because I think it's good basketball and fun to watch. Like, I just don't want the NBA to go anywhere. And it's going to go somewhere for a while. That, what are they saying, January now? Probably. Like, no earlier than Christmas. So we're going to be talking about basically October, November, and mostly all of December. I think the more likely scenario is probably like late January, early February. That's yeah. going to be sad, man. What are we going to do? Yeah. Because, like, we're not going to have NBA at a time where we would normally have NBA. Right. Yeah. It's going to make, I mean, football, like, Interest in football is going to just go through the roof Yeah, with nothing else going on. Um, maybe I'll actually start like digging into football stats or something because I'm going to have just absolutely nothing to do. Golf and golf will rebound again and yeah. be monstrous. Uh, I think it, maybe it's – yeah, actually, I have no idea. I'm not even pretend like I know if League of Legends will be back or not. But Yeah, I don't – I, don't, I, like, I know it's coming you. back. I know it's coming back right now, but I don't know how long it's back for. I don't know anything about that's the one thing I don't know anything about. Um, yeah. And then MMA, I guess we'll probably have bigger prize pools too. Yeah, that'll that'll get bigger. And then we'll get back, we'll run another NBA sim or something, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. We'll figure something out. NBA 2K21, the same damn game. Anyway, guys, hit the like button as you get in the door. Subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live. 
Let's hit on the free content for today because we're always giving out some goods here at awesomeo.com and today is no different. Today we have for free NFL projections. That is monstrous. You're going to want to check that out. They won't be free all weekend. Get in today. Go check and see what Alex likes for this Sunday. So projections are free. And on the MLB side, MLB ownership projections, which are really valuable to me. Um, so if you want to play MLB today, I know this isn't the MLB show, but MLB ownership projections are free. Let's just dive into this bad boy. Um, we'll start from a ownership perspective. I have FanDuel and DraftKings pulled up on my screen right now, on the screen for you guys. The uh, Can I make that a little bit smaller? I don't know how much easier this will be to see. If I can get the FanDuel ownership on the screen as well, that might be helpful. Jason Tatum, 57.5% in the utility spot on DK, 19% at captain. He is the most owned player on DraftKings. He's in 90% of lineups on FanDuel. How do you feel about Tatum as the most owned player of the slate? Yeah, I think he should be. Like, yeah. there's no real superstar, like, you know, LeBron level in this series. And even when you look to the other side, you know, you have Butler, you have Bam, but Butler is typically not taking over games, at, at least at, at the rate that, you know, stars normally do. Oh. Tatum obviously is competing with a lot of other guys on Boston for for looks, but um, he, he's going to get his opportunities first and foremost. I mean, you really only – I think one kind of takeaway from from the last game is you had him not score at all in the first half. He was still getting his shots in the second half. You know, he scored 28 points. But even though you have Jalen Brown and Kemba and and Smart and Hayward, there was still no like, oh, Tatum doesn't have it today. We're going to just ride with someone else. Like Jason Tatum's still the guy. And so I think that, you know, it it makes sense that he's the the highest one. Yeah. uh, I fell asleep pretty early in the third quarter two nights ago. So I watched the first quarter. I had... A pretty sizable fade of Tatum like I mean clearly I have him you can't get away from it but like I was right. I was under the field and I was like oh shit like I'm in, I'm in for like a decent night because I'm gonna have some of these combinations that people don't have and I woke up in the morning and Jason Tatum was the leading scorer for the game and I was like I don't what did I miss here <laughs> how did this happen second, second leading scorer uh, second one yeah behind uh hero yeah, yeah. Uh, to me hero didn't count because like if that happens in the mid-tier then you just need him no matter what <laughs> right um, I don't know what to really make of Tatum. So I guess the bigger question would be to talk about it like this. He is projected on FanDuel for 90% ownership, projected on DraftKings for 76 and a half. Now, obviously a little bit different mechanism between the two sites, but like, what is the upper bound for, or to you at least, what is the upper bound for how owned someone should be now not necessarily individually obviously there are, you're playing the public ownership game but there's a percentage where jason tatum just isn't in a winning lineup no matter what 10 percent, 15 percent of the time like he just can't be involved because of injury or foul trouble or just poor play yeah i was, I was gonna say 80 to 90 percent probably as far as you know the the upper bell okay that that, that makes some sense to me because like you see tatum at 90 percent on FanDuel. He showed up in my sim 73% of the time. Like, I think the truth is probably somewhere in the middle there. About 80% of the time, like, is, is probably the, the most accurate scenario. 80, 80, like, if he's 90% owned on FanDuel, I, I think a fade in a large field comp, in like a large field contest is reasonable. Not yeah, fade I mean, like zero, still... but fade like 60% instead of 90. Right. It, yeah. It, it's not like, it's not like he's priced either. Like, 
you know, he's not, he's not 7K. Um, there's still a path for him to disappoint relative to his salary, right. especially also in a game where you're, you have very, very questionable values. So um, like if you're playing him at captain, you're, you're sacrificing a spot in your lineup probably um, where you're playing a kind of suboptimal guy. So, you know, yeah, I think, I mean, it, it's still sports. Like there's, there's, there's obviously you're not expecting a zero point first half, but you know, the the chances of him scoring 28 in the second half were so low also like you saw how close he came to just having like an, an awful game you know it's right. still it's still possible you know guy can roll an ankle and you know that's gonna that that's the thing that happens you know what one to five percent of the time maybe so you know it's it, once guys start getting to 90 percent ownership there's just not that many things that that need to go wrong at a small frequency for it to, to start adding up so if you were going to look at someone as a primary person for the captain spot that isn't Jason Tatum. We've got Bam Adebayo projected for 12% on DraftKings. Jay Crowder projected for 12% on DraftKings. Gordon Hayward at 11%. These are in the captain spot. Uh, on FanDuel, it's pretty much just Tatum and Bam in the MVP spot. Who do you like as like the alternative to Jason Tatum? Kind of like Jalen Brown as the pivot because... I agree. Like Greg and I talked about Brown the other day, and I agree that when you just look at like the average rates for Jalen Brown, he kind of ends up being over over owned because like he's not the highest usage guy, he's not the highest rebounder, he's not the highest assist guy, but he does all of those things reasonably well. And so when someone, you know, like let's in this case Tatum is having an off day, Brown can fill in and kind of pick up the void. So I think that the combination of Brown's price being relatively expensive. And the potential where if Tatum is playing poorly, Jalen Brown takes on a bigger role. Um, he's only projected for 4% captain ownership on DraftKings right now. I think that's a, a good spot to go to if you're looking to play ownership and get away from Tatum. I'm with you. Uh, he showed up in 7% of my Sims for the captain spot. So that's a nice spot to get a little bit of leverage on the field. Um, I I like Kemba again today, but I probably need to walk his uh, usage rate back just a hair um, now that Gordon Hayward is back. That's, I don't have much else to add in that regard. I, I think we need to talk at least a little bit about Gordon Hayward. 11% owned in the captain spot, 43% in the utility. I, I even think that that utility ownership might be a little low. 6,400. The question then becomes, how many minutes can he play today? Yeah, I was kind of surprised that he only played 29 and a half last game. He had played, I think, 30 and a half in, in his first game back. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's obviously a must win for Boston. Like, you would think that he's going to play as much as he can. Um, I don't know. You know, I guess I'll probably project like 32 somewhere in there because I don't want to go too crazy on it. I think I was a little high last game, just assuming he was going to get back to close to full run after uh, playing 30 and a half his first game back. But, I mean, you... I don't know why he wouldn't play more than 30 minutes if he can. Right. Yeah, uh, neither do I. Uh, I have him higher than 30 minutes for sure. Uh, season's on the line. And I didn't think that he could play 30 and a half the first game back. So I don't know what would have happened to make it not move forward like that. All right. I, I, we just need to stop talking about everybody that has a pulse in this game. Um, game four looked let's just say a little bit different than what everybody was sort of thinking, except for Greg Ehrenberg, who pitched uh, Robert Williams and ultimately was proven quite correct. What happens? Let, let's start on the Celtics side because we got, we're going to have to do both of them. 
What happens to this Celtics rotation? Do they trim it? Do, does Semi Ojale see this floor? Who is the center that plays? Does Grant Williams actually get on the floor? Like, what is happening here? What is Brad Stevens doing? And what in the world do we make of it? So I think that's the tough part is, one, I don't know what Brad Stevens is doing, like in hindsight. And looking forward, I never know what he's going to do in the future. So it's really difficult because, I mean, you look at, at how this has gone. Daniel Tice has not been effective. No. Like, you could run smaller lineups. You could play Grant Williams more. You can play more of the lineup that they closed with, with uh, Tatum, you know, the, the five guys that should be out there, uh, Kemba, Smart, Tatum, Hayward, and Jalen. Um, you could just run that lineup more at the expense of Tice. Uh, you could play Robert Williams a little bit more. So th there's a lot of ways that it could go, or you can just keep playing Tice and keep getting torched and, and see how it goes. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Like that's what he's he's been set on doing so far. So there's, I think it's the perfect example of, of what we've talked about before. I know Greg and I talked about it running, especially if you're playing a bunch of, of lineups and showdown running different like sets of projections where you're saying, okay, what happened if, Daniel Tice has his minutes drastically slashed and you're getting more of the Williams and more of the small ball lineups. What happens if Robert Williams plays a few more minutes? You know, what happens if X, Y, Z? And then you can kind of put the, all those lineups together and, and get a blend for your, your 150 instead of just using one set of medium projections and kind of, of limiting yourself there. Because there's just, you know, there's so many different ways this can go. And, and when you're thinking about it in terms of probabilities, you know, yeah, it sounds great if someone sits here and says, oh, this is what's going to happen. Like, Nobody, nobody knows though. Yeah. So, you, so you have to think about it in terms of, of, of probabilities of, you know, there's probably, and, and this is kind of off the top of my head, but like based on how it's gone so far, there's, there's probably at least a 50% chance that Tice just plays his normal minutes yeah. because we haven't really seen Stevens want to, to not make that happen, but there's definitely significant chances too that Grant Williams plays 14 minutes, that Robert Williams plays 14 minutes, that uh, all of the main Boston guys play 42 minutes, except for Hayward. Like, there's a bunch of different ways that this can go, and it kind of all revolves around Tice's minutes. Yeah, I think this is a good situation to, like, basically project Robert Williams, Grant Williams, and to a lesser extent, I think at this point, Cantor, as if they're all playing sort of the same rotation. Right. Like, yeah, like, if, like, for, for my, for my, like, fake Cantor projection, I'm going to go to like six minutes. Yeah. I'm not going to go to like 12 or 14 like I will for Robert Williams because yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, I think if Cantor plays, it's most likely that they said, okay, screw this with Tice. Robert Williams can only play X amount of minutes. They want Cantor out there to soak up like a little gap. And then the rest is going to that small ball lineup slash Grant Williams at the five. They get like they get beat up on the boards for like six minutes. Right. They throw Cantor in there to just try and stabilize a bit. Yeah, yeah. I right. think Cantor's upside in minutes is much lower than Grant Williams or Robert Williams. Uh, Antoine Murphy, Grant is going to push close to twenty minutes. That's a bold call. I mean, that's the thing. Like, could he? Should you could even argue he should probably. Yeah, but there's been nothing done that makes that the most likely outcome or even close to it. He so, played like, yeah, less a than a minute. In, right. in the last game there, and and keep in mind that less than a minute is coming off of game what three where he was out there a bunch in the in the second half yeah. he has played well in the series so you very easily could have looked at that and said oh Grant Williams and you know I thought it was a really good chance that Grant Williams is going to play a bunch here yeah. and then he didn't play like so yeah there's a greater than zero chance that he plays you know 15 to 20 minutes 
it's not a lot greater. Just you, you can't set it a whole lot greater just because of, of how Stevens has run the rotation so yeah. far. There's also a, a greater than zero chance that he doesn't see the floor. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, the someone had asked. I guess it was me and Emac and I did the show the other day. The first game Hayward was back. And we were kind of just going through scenarios of who could lose the minutes from Hayward. And someone in chat was like, are you guys just like guessing? And it's just like, yeah, that's, that's exactly what we're doing because there's no other way to approach this. You just have to think in terms of probabilities and understand that uh, it's not a black and white thing. Like there's not, yes, this guy is going to play. No, this guy is not like there, there's so many different ways this can go. You kind of just have to to plan for them. Not to mention we can quibble on wherever we want to rank these guys. Let's say, two of the top coaches in the NBA, we should not be able to predict what they're going to do. <laughs> and I mean, for me, especially, cause like, I know for a fact, I don't understand basketball to the level that like basketball minds do. Like I understand NBA DFS very, very well. And yeah. that's all that I care to understand. I don't care about the rest of it. Like, so I definitely know that, I'm not going to, I can't look at this and say like, Oh, this is what Brad Stevens needs to do. This is what he's going to do. Blah, blah, blah. Like um, it, it's, it's more of just understanding that you don't know with certainty how it's going to go with the exception of the main guys and kind of trying to prepare yourself and, and find, find edges that way. Find, you know, looking at, at medium projections across the industry, you, you have an idea of what base, what rotation the, the field at large is going to assume happens. Yeah play the other ones, you know, because that it, it doesn't have to happen hundred percent of the time for it to be a profitable strategy. Let's flip this now and have the exact same conversation about the Miami heat. So I, uh, Greg messaged me when Robert Williams got in and I was just like, yeah, man, that's a hell of a call. Where were you on Solomon Hill? So Solomon <laughs> Hill gets dusted off and sees the floor. Tyler hero essentially plays all of the time from the time that he didn't start outside of the beginning of the first and the third quarter. Andre Iguodala plays 27 minutes. Duncan Robinson plays 23 and Jay Crowder doesn't see the floor in the fourth quarter. I think the guy that we need to start with is Iggy. I don't think that he goes that crazy in minutes, but I think that he's just in now. I think it's dependent on Jay Crowder also. Crowder wasn't shooting well at all. And they just said, okay, we're done with this. And, and Iggy played. Um, the, the nice thing is that, and, and you saw it in that game, Iggy can play 28 minutes and still not be somebody you meet in your lineup at like minimum salary. Yep. So 6,500 on FanDuel, 3,200 on DraftKings. 6K is the minimum on FanDuel for those that are curious. Like we have him, we have him at 23% ownership right now on DraftKings that I, I can't imagine getting there if that if that's where the ownership is at he came in 14 percent in my sim yeah like i i mean it's if crowder's making his shots you're not getting fourth quarter run from Iggy. um if robinson's making shots you're probably not getting fourth quarter run from Iggy. yeah it's just and and you know he's a sub 10 percent usage guy he's not going to get a bunch of assists he's not going to get a bunch of rebounds so he's kind of just out there it, you know, basically, like if our shooters aren't knocking down shots, we'll put Iggy in to just kind of do the dirty work and, you know, whatever. So uh, it, it's the kind of guy that you're going to use to get like Jason Tatum at captain, I guess. Yep. But I just, the, the range of minutes for him is still wide. This is the first game he's played in the second half, I think, maybe in the series, definitely in the last couple of games. It was at least in, in large part because other guys were playing poorly. 
So it's not like, I don't think we should, the takeaway should be that Iggy is like now a closer for the heat or something. So the, the range of minutes is really wide. The range of productions is kind of wide and definitely skewed toward the negative. Um, yeah. It, yeah, it, it's, it's wide from like zero to 10 points. Not, right. you know, so it's, I think he took not one the kind shot. of guy that I really, what'd you say? I think he made one shot or took one, yeah, maybe points. took one shot. Yeah, he had three a three from points. the corner, and I was like, oh, it's going to be an Iggy day. And then I, I think that he like did nothing else. So one for two in that first stint, 0 for one. He didn't shoot in the fourth quarter. 0 for one in the third quarter and did not take a shot in the entirety of the fourth quarter. That's special. Right. So, I mean, it's not the kind of guy that I really want to get to at any sort of ownership. Yeah. It's it, It's kind of like... It's not the same as as Grant Williams because I, you know, Grant Williams' minutes floor is obviously lower than Iggy's, considering he played less than a minute last game. And, and, and Iggy, Iggy has you know, a slightly higher play. pedigree. Right? Yeah, like Iggy's gonna play at least like eight minutes, but it, it's the same kind of thing. Like, if I want someone that's gonna maybe just go out there and run around the floor for a little bit, I'd rather just take the one not getting ownership at least. So then we get to the next question: Do we see Kelly Olynyk today? Kelly, was... Kelly, Kelly Olynyk, Kendrick Nunn, Derek Jones Jr., DNP CD across the board. So- lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Solomon yeah. Hill sees the floor. I, I think we yeah, can both I mean, agree on this one. We don't expect Solomon Hill out there again. <laughs> right. Um, and, and, I mean, that's the other spot where Iggy's minutes came from is, you yeah. know, you cut Derek Jones out. That, that I think, is more more sustainable, I guess, than – you know, crowd like Crowder's gonna play some fourth if he's playing well, Crowder's playing the fourth quarter. Yep. So I don't I don't think that the the closing minutes are, are necessarily there for Iggy, but that first half run where he gets the second stint, I think is possible. Um Olinick is another one where I, I based on last game, I would say the most likely outcome is that he's not playing, but I, I don't think that's like a ninety percent probability or anything. And I think that you know, obviously people aren't going to roster him since he's coming off of a zero-minute game. He's 3,600. I would rather – I'm double-checking now. Yeah, I would rather roster $3,600 Olenek at 1% than $3,200 Iggy at 23%, knowing full yes. well that there's a probably a greater than 50% chance that Olenek's not stepping on the board. I agree with you. Full – like, no doubt about it. Um, if, if Kelly Olenek isn't getting any ownership, I'll take my chances. Especially if – you know, 20% of all lineups are going to have Andre Iguodala. Right. Oh, man. This this Heat side is just... And the Celtic side. Like, the, the, the bottom section of these lineups are so difficult. And you wouldn't expect that to be the case in the fifth game of the series. You would think we'd be learning more, not less. But I feel like we're definitely learning, like, less. <laughs> all we're really learning is that it... Everything depends on what Spo or Stevens happen to see or think they see or whatever, and they're not committed at all to the same rotations with their non-main, not non-core guys. Who's the best play from the Heat? 
I mean, honestly, it might be Olenek, but <laughs> uh, I mean, Hero right now at his projected ownership looks really good. Yeah, we actually have him being lower owned than Iguodala, which I can't imagine ends up being the case after last game. But if that holds, then I would say Hero. Yeah, I actually have Hero quite a bit above, from the utility perspective, quite a bit above where the public is right now. Didn't expect that because I generally just don't have a rosy projection on Tyler Hero. Um, yeah, he's actually someone that I think I should probably maybe be projecting higher. He just seems like he's different than he, like, he, he's someone that I think, and it makes sense, you know, with him being a rookie, but, like, he's just improved. And yeah. when I'm projecting out, you know, kind of using how he's played all season, it's probably under projecting him. I, I think so too but if the public is going to be under me then i don't really have to do too much um you know like i think bam is properly owned to slightly over owned i think jimmy butler is properly owned to slightly over owned Dragic probably going a little underrepresented five uh, percent in the captain just under 30 percent in the utility, I have both of those numbers higher. So I think $8,200 uh, Goran Dragic is someone that I would have a little bit of a look at. Does Crowder rebound? Because apparently his ownership is just already there. I don't know what to do with any of these guys. What do you think of Dragic? I agree with you on Dragic. It's a price point that I think is a little higher than it probably should be from a median standpoint. And that will keep the ownership in check. But you're talking about the guy that's had the highest usage rate you know, in the playoffs, basically, for, for Miami. Um, Butler, we know, like you, you expect Butler to, to take the shots at the end of the game if it's competitive, but throughout a game, he's more than willing to defer and, and to kind of just do do whatever it takes. And Dragic has been the one that, that's really been out there shooting and, and, and trying to score. So I think the upside is, is really there for Dragic. And if the ownership isn't going to come up, then I think it's a, a good play. So under- like I would be surprised. I, I'd be surprised if Dragic ends up being higher owned than Hero you know after last game hero was like 75 percent owned to, i think 6600 on DraftKings. lastly now he's seven see fanduel hero's 500 more expensive than him on fanduel Dragic 59 percent owned hero 21 that has to, I, i'd be shocked if that doesn't change i don't know what to make of it because i have uh i have them projected like i have Dragic like pretty far ahead of him in a just a raw projection. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. It's just, I mean, we know recency bias plays such a huge role, especially on these one-game slates. And people were already rostering Hero. And then he just went out there and basically took over a game. I don't know. It's, it, it's just so hard for me to see him being one of the lowest-owned guys today. I... It, it's not hard for me to see it because I agree with it. But yeah, I expect this. We're going to learn a lot about like how much public opinion during the playoffs matters for ownership because Tyler Hero had as good of a game as you could possibly have to boost up your name value for the next game. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I want to go back and look what was his ownership on DraftKings in the like $300 or $500, whatever it is, he was like 75%. Last slide. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up now. Lineup study, everybody. Sign up at awesomo.com slash join. Get yourself some FC Pro. Get yourself some anybody who's just clicking names into their lineup is playing Tyler Hero too. You would think, yes. Okay, so Tyler Hero in the twenty dollar five hundred K hundred K to first was that's yesterday, so I'm a moron. 
He's definitely not on the Lakers or the Nuggets, much to the chagrin of both the Lakers and the Nuggets. All righty. He was 49.5% owned in the utility spot, 11% in captain at 6,600. So his price went up $1,200. Do we think that's enough to cut his ownership in half? I don't. Yeah. Because the thing is, too, and, and you know, like I agree with you, that you think he should be low-owned based on like you know your, your numbers. I thought he should be low-owned last week. Same. And he wasn't. Yeah. So let's just assume that 20 is probably more like 30. Because I do think it should come down at least a little bit. You shouldn't be projecting Tyler Hero differently at all compared to last game. Ob- like, obviously, you and I know that. Yeah. Um, ignoring the conversation we had about how we think we should be projecting Tyler Hero differently. But that's neither. Yeah, that, that yeah, has nothing to do with yesterday kind of, or two days ago. <laughs> yeah, outside of the bigger picture thing. Yeah, that, that's, there was nothing from that game. You're not saying he played really well, so his usage is going to go up. You're saying he's just a better player now than he was in October, and we probably shouldn't be waiting October that much. I'll say this much. If he really is 40% owned, like I definitely don't want that much. <laughs> right. Yeah, because I mean, the, the salary really did jump. Like, that's a real thing. Antoine Murphy says he's going to be in the 60s. I, that, I think that's impossible. He's not going up $1,200 in salary and 20% in ownership. That's just not happening. That would be the highest guy on the slate. No one is over 60 right now in our ownership projections. Tyler Hero is not going up $1,200 and gaining 20% ownership. I would be surprised if it's higher than it was two days ago. I think that's the ceiling. That's why I was wrong. I thought. For some reason, I thought he was higher than he was. Maybe it was like a single entry or something. In the 333 last slate, he was 53.8%. Yeah. Like, I, I think f- the 49.5 that he had two days ago is the upper bounds for today now that his salary is increased. Yeah. Especially because I don't think that there's anything at the bottom that makes it easier to eat that extra $1,200. Right. That's true, too. Well, unless, unless you're just going to Iggy, at which point right. you guys can have your hero Iggy combos. <laughs> Like, I'm good then. 19 is not happening. That much I'll say. What did you say? The 19% we have him at right now will not be the oh, case. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's higher than that. Yeah. I hope it's 19 because then I'd actually play him. I'll be a day late, but <laughs> whatever. What else can we touch on for this slate? Like, can we set a line? I wonder if they aren't the sponsor of the show, but shout out to No House Advantage either way. Can No House Advantage set a prop on when Duncan Robinson picks up his first foul? <laughs> I mean, Over under 44 so seconds. Slate, Every time I look at him, he's just like, he's getting popped for one and being like, again? <laughs> <laughs> he, he looks he so frustrated. Like probably a little bit on their own given the lack of value on the slate. 25% in the utility spot right now. Uh, only 10% total on draft or on FanDuel at 8,500. That I get. That's just, I mean, Duncan Robinson might have the biggest variance on the entire slate because he could play himself clean off the floor from foul trouble immediately, or it's the day where he hits eight threes in the first half and you immediately know you need him, no matter like no matter if he even plays the second half. Yeah, the thing about him that, that stands out is, you know, obviously he is scoring dependent, and even more than that, it's 
knocking down threes defending because he's not doing anything on his own. He's but, only shot one non-three in the series. Yeah, it's, it's insane. But, um, you know, so yeah, it's not like he's getting a bunch of assists. He's not getting a bunch of rebounds. He's just shooting threes. But the the thing about him I think is interesting from a price standpoint is that, like, the price on Hero came up. Um, you know, Marcus Smart's relatively expensive. Jay Crowder is 12 or $800 more, if my math's right. I don't know if it's it is. really for me. Yeah, all right, so $800 more. Robinson's kind of in, like, a price tier by himself as far as actual functional players that – have the potential to play 30 plus minutes if they're not fouling and or are, are playing well. So while he's not someone that I really like rostering, because I think that his ceiling isn't really that high, like even when he has big games, it's normally, you know, he made eight threes and then got like four peripheral stats. So it, it's tough for him to like put up a, a raw point score that you have to have. But when you think about roster construction, he's kind of in a price point by himself, which makes me think that his ownership um, will be there, but also maybe should be a little bit higher. Yeah, see, the relationship between him and Tice will be interesting. Um, we have Tice basically a little bit under double his ownership. I, th- I think that feels okay, but it also feels kind of weird just given that uh, it's not like Tice's minutes can't yo-yo as well. I was going to say, do you, um, I hadn't I hadn't noticed Tice's ownership when we were talking about it before. I assume I'd be under on that just because I think that there's so many different ways that he just doesn't get minute, get big minutes. I have him. I don't even remember what I have his minutes in here for. Twenty eight, probably. That, yeah, like that would be my medium projection. But I think that if, like, if you play this game a hundred times, there's games where he plays his normal, you know, thirty to whatever. There's games where he's in foul trouble and loses minutes. There's games where he plays like trash and loses minutes. Well, I did play this game uh, more than a hundred times actually earlier this morning. Tice showing up in the utility spot forty four percent of the time, so spot on the ownership number at the very least. He- when you do your sims, do you, is it like the, are basically, are you using minutes volatility or just like production? I, I mean, in theory, just production, but in theory, both. Right. Yeah. I, I just think like with Tice, it's really, I don't know, like the, not, not only is his production really volatile here, I think it's playing time this. Like... I'll say this. The the lowest game that Tice showed up for in the sim was four and a half fantasy points. <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah. Like the the range is I haven't projected for twenty two fantasy points. It got as low as four. So yeah. Enough so that, you know, the range is, is pretty wild. I'm basically saying, yeah, you know, so, you can go anywhere I mean, from 4 to 44. <laughs> and it, yeah, it, it, it's similar to Robinson. There's just not, you can you can say whatever negative things you want to about Tice. There's just not a lot of guys at that price point that you can get to. And they're certainly not going to make you feel great because you don't feel great about Robinson either. Yeah, Some, uh, Hunter Light says, Tice has no upside either way. Prefer Duncan. Look, Tice is going to get rebounds. Tice's Tice upside's higher than Robinson. Yeah. By a lot. Do you realize how many yeah. threes Duncan Robinson has to shoot to have like an upside game? Right. He had. I mean, he would have to fall into steals. Or or long rebounds. Yeah, because like your eight threes is still 
what 28 fantasy points on, right. on like, DK? Like if, like, if Daniel Tice puts up like a 12 and 10 game, now you're you're already needing like six or seven Duncan Robinson threes. Yeah. Yeah. T- Tice will and I mean, without question, Tice can block shots. Like that is a thing right. in his arsenal. Yeah. Uh, something like Duncan Robinson would have to have a legendary shooting game to have a higher ceiling than Tice. There's just he doesn't have he doesn't do enough on the floor to really put all that together. I mean, he could do it. He was like the best shooter in the league this year. So you know, I won't bet against it. But yeah, he's going to have to be full on bombs away to do this because the most likely scenario is that he makes eight threes, scores 24 points with, you know, no assists and a rebound and no stocks. And that's just what you get. Right. Whereas like Tice can pick up double double bonuses, blocks. Like there's just, there's too many different ways that Tice can go. Yes. I think I mean, the ownership Tice is about has had, right. Tice has had a 40 or 50 DraftKings point game within the last two series. Yeah. Like, what would Duncan Robinson have to do to get 50 on DK? Um, break whatever the three-point shooting record is and have one of those games where to, like every rebound just comes to the free-throw line and lands in his hands. Yeah. All right, let's sum it up. Favorite plays on uh, DraftKings? In large field tournaments, Olenek. Um, again, very good chance he doesn't play. doesn't matter when you're talking about large field tournaments. Um, actual real plays. Um, at his ownership, I mean, if his ownership is is right, then Hero, yeah, I like a lot just because he's low owned. Um, I think Jalen Brown we talked about as a captain, as a good contrarian captain. So for Fanduel, I like the idea of fading Jason Tatum in the MVP spot. I think that he is like triple the ownership of what he should be so getting to someone like butler or jalen brown or kemba i think provides you a little bit of leverage on the field Um, if we're talking about just like picking up additional ownership gordon hayward at 10k i have finishing in the optimal lineup twice as often as the public does right now Uh, similarly jalen brown looking pretty good in well, across the board, uh, every single roster spot, uh, public is a little bit low there. So guys that I'm looking at, Gordon Hayward and Jalen Brown on FanDuel. Final question for you. Under Duncan Robinson's salary, so everybody below Duncan Robinson, who is the guy that is most likely to be in the winning lineup on DK? Who's the pay, who's below the pay, Duncan Robinson. Who's the pay down guy that, that wins it today? Kelly Olenek. Okay. And again, same thing. Like, I don't think, I, I think if you give me even odds and I just have to bet if he plays, I would, I think I would bet no. Yeah. But I think that out of the these cheap guys, the percentage of the time that Olenek does play combined with the times that he's the high, highest score. I mean, I guess it's probably Robert Williams and then Olenek. Yeah. I was going to say that I like it as Derek Jones at 1800, but Robert Williams at 2600 is not priced high enough over Derek Jones for me to like, like it. Yeah. I, I accidentally jumped over Williams there, but yeah, Williams produces at a high rate too. And I think it's the chances of him getting minutes are a lot higher than a Linux. So I would say Williams won out of the cheap guys. Um, but then when you're factoring in like just how low owned they're going to be compared to their chances of being the top scoring cheap guy, I think Olenek will look good even factoring in that he probably doesn't play. All right, we've got 180 people in here right now. I haven't really asked. Uh, Adam and I have just been breaking this down. If you guys could hit the thumbs up, it would help us out tremendously. Let's push that number up a little bit more. Uh, Adam and I will be back tonight, live before lock. Do you know what time this game locks? Is it 8.30 or 9 o'clock? 8.30. Okay, so 
Adam and I will be back at like 7.45 Eastern time tonight to break this bad boy down. But we got a ton of content coming up today. I'm looking at the screen right now because there's so many shows. Uh, coming up immediately after this, 10 a.m. Eastern time, Jason Floyd, Greg Ehrenberg doing MLB strategy. I will be back at 11 a.m. to do uh, the lineup construction show with the boss man, Alex Baker. So that'll be NFL. Uh, at noon, uh, Matt and Kyle are going to be doing a fantasy football stardom sit show. Uh, Laffy and Alex and Davis Maddock are going to be doing On the Contrary today at 2.30. Ben and Julian with the betting show at 4. MLB Live Before Lock at 6. And then Adam and I are back at 7.45. That's a packed day of content. We're, we're like a television channel at this point. We're the new ESPN. Can't beat it. And who, so who's our, who's our Stephen A.? We need to, we need to assign everybody an ESPN avatar. Yes. I guess he's not there anymore. I'll say who's 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 Skip. Probably me. I don't. I feel like none of us really have like hot takes though, like just for attention. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, I think my hot takes are right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't like D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> you know. Um. Yeah, I don't know who's Emac. Like a sane Colin Coward. I was trying to think of someone with. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, I'm gonna have to sit down and think about this a little bit. Yeah, chat, you guys think about it. Assign ESPN personalities to awesome personalities, or vice versa. Whatever direction you want to go, let us know on Twitter or something. But that's it for us. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, our Twitter handles are below our pictures, but at Josh Engelman, at ShipMyMoneyDFS. Adam and I will be back breaking this bad boy down, heading up to lock. So good luck tonight. Hit the thumbs up. Enjoy yourself. We out.